Guys, I missed you. Oh, did you guys have a good Christmas and New Year's and all that stuff? No, I'm sad to hear that. I had a great one and I missed you. I thought about you a lot. Anyways, last time we were together, um, we had a guest speaker, right? Do you guys remember his name? Pa- Pastor Will, right? I know you would think it was me because we look exactly alike. And I get why you would think that. But it's not. It was Will. And it's no secret that Will and I are like really good friends. Like Will, Joe, and I are best friends. We hang out all the time. Our kids hang out. It's a good time. But what you might not know is that Will and I's friendship started out kind of rough. Some rocky ground there. Um, Let me paint the picture. Once upon a time, there was a handsome funny, super funny, super strong, rugged, like really capable guy. He's really good at playing music, really good at saying words and stuff. Um, English good. And his name was Sean. And Sean, that's me. I don't know if you got that, but that's me. I'm that guy. And I was trying to get plugged into the church. Like I had just started serving. I really wanted to like know more people, make some friends. And so Pastor Joe approached me and asked, hey, would you mind covering bass for me in what used to be Vertigo, or what used to be 4640 called Vertigo? And he asked me to cover bass in the youth band one week, and I was just already trying to get more involved, so I said, yes, absolutely, I would be happy to. So I show up on a Tuesday afternoon for rehearsal, and it was was great. I played the set, it was awesome, but um, right after rehearsal, Joe, like, had to go to a meeting or something, but if you don't know Joe, he drinks a lot of Pepsi, like, it's a thing um, that's kind of... That's not his personality, but it's definitely like something about him that if you needed an anecdote about Joe, he drinks a lot of Pepsi. And so he goes, hey, would you grab me a Pepsi and then grab one for yourself? And me, just trying to connect and make friends, was super eager to jump at the chance to like get some like inroads with Joe. So I was like, yeah, you bet. No problem. And so I leave that interaction feeling really good about myself. And then I go into the cafe and I go and I, you know, I'm like full of, full of joy, not a care in the world, a little pep in my step Cause I'm about to drink some Pepsi. And, um, I, I go in and I open the fridge and what I am surprised with is an absolute plethora of soda. It was crazy. I've never seen so many cans of soda in my life. That's probably not true. I've been to Sam's club. But I grab two Pepsis, I complete my side quest, and I earn the friendship achievement. Hold on, though. A challenger approaches. I stand up out of the fridge, and who am I met face-to-face with but Will? Yeah, and so um, I, I'm like a friendly guy, right? I'm generally, I'm friendly, I'm happy, I like to make a good impression. I like people to leave interacting with me feeling like they just got a dose of sunshine and daisies. I'm delightful, you know what I'm saying? And so I, because of that, I like go to have this really awesome, pleasant interaction with Will. And I go to start the phrase, I think I remember it like this, and I, and I remember, hey man, I'm Sean. Would you like to like be friends and eventually become best friends and then go do all kinds of cool adventures together, like go mountain biking and hunting and fishing and do all kinds of stuff. Then we can both get married and have kids and we all hang out and like just be awesome friends. But that didn't happen. No, I didn't get to say those kind words. I was met with aggression. Before I could offer up my friendship, I was met with hostility. Now, I wanna be clear before I get into what happened, the truth. I want to say on record, I love Will, right? One of my closest friends of all time. I don't hold this to what happened next against him anymore. Um, I did at the time, but anymore, we're good now. And so the next thing that comes out of his mouth, he goes, I'm holding two Pepsis. And I start to say, hey, man. And he goes, those actually cost us a lot of money. Um, so next time you want a soda, you need to pay for them. 
like just leaves me hanging, like didn't give me a chance to rebuttal, didn't give me a chance to say anything because I would have said, hey man, our other eventual best friend Joe asked me to get him a soda and told me to get one too for doing him a favor. But that's not what happened. And from that moment on, I did not like Will. (laughs) Obviously we got over our beef, but our relationship started off on rocky ground. Now fast forward a few months. It's baptism Sunday, and I am being baptized. And I'd been growing in my faith. I was really excited about it. I was really excited to take the next step in what I was doing in my faith and growing and being close to Jesus. And so I show up on the baptism service day, and it's my turn to get in the water. Now, you may have seen us do baptism here at the church, and now we do it in this room. We set up a pool. It's a really pretty cool system we have. But we used to do it at a place called Crossroad Fitness Center, and they have a pool. That's just a detail. It's not important. Anyways, I'm walking down the stairs into the pool. It's my turn to get in. And I met with two choices of who can baptize me. And I can choose. And they're standing before me. My two choices are Pastor Will and a pastor who used to work at the church a really long time ago named Lindsay. Now, for clarification, Pastor Lindsay is a dude. It doesn't change the story, but I felt like you should know it. (laughs) Anyway, I observe my choices. I see Pastor Will standing there. And I remember... I remember the Pepsi aggression, and I walked straight up to Pastor Lindsay because I didn't want any more confrontation in my life. And I didn't want Will to baptize me because he was so mean. But that was my experience with baptism as an adult, right? That was my first experience with, uh, Will and I are good now. Like, I feel like I really need to make that clear. We're super good friends. We're good. Everything's fine. But that was my first experience with baptism as an adult because I got baptized as a kid, but I didn't really understand what I was doing. I didn't know what I was doing, and honestly, I was doing it just to please my mom. But this, that moment when I got baptized by Pastor Lindsay was for sure the first time that my faith really started to mean something to me. When my faith became my own, and I was taking that step to identify that to the people around me, and, be, and it was important to me in my relationship with Jesus. And so tonight, we're going to be looking at baptism and what it means to be baptized and why we do it. We're going to start by looking at a man in scripture who literally had baptism in his name. Okay. There was a man in the Bible named John the Baptist. Now it's pretty obvious what his profession is. What do you think it is? No, he was a cattle rancher actually. Um, No, obviously he was, he was, he baptized people. He was a preacher. He was a prophet really is what he was. And he would go around preaching a message and baptizing people in the name of Jesus. So we're going to pick it up in Matthew three verses four through six. It says, we're just learning about John the Baptist. John's clothes were woven from coarse camel hair and he wore a leather belt around his waist. That's weird. Um, For food, he ate locusts with wild honey. Also weird. (laughs) People from Jerusalem and from all of Judea and all over the Jordan Valley went out to see and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. So this is before Jesus started his ministry. This is before Jesus came into prominence as uh, the Messiah and who, who Jesus would end up being. But John would go around and he preached one message. And that message had three points. And then he would baptize people. And John did this to fulfill the prophecy about Jesus in Matthew 3.3. 3. It says the prophet Isaiah was speaking about John when he said, He is a voice shouting in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. So John the Baptist, essentially, is Jesus' snowplow. He's essentially like clearing, he's an excavator, he's making a road for Jesus. He's clearing a way for Jesus. And he does this by preaching a specific message. And that message went like this. His three points were repent, turn to God, and get baptized. 
Matthew 3 again, verses 1 and 2. In those days, John the Baptist came to the Judean wilderness and began preaching. His message was, repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. And then in verse 6, it goes on to say, and when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. And this was his whole thing. This is all he did, that all the time, every week. Now, could you imagine coming to 4640 every week, and we preach the exact same message, like the exact same three-point message, word for word, down to the, 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 the jokes, it, all of it was the same. You'd show up and be like, what's up, 4640, welcome back. I'm super excited about the message I have for you tonight. Is the same one I had for you last week. And then the one that Madeline had for you the week before that. And then the Brittany had the week before that. And then, but, but you know the point, right? Everybody say it with me. Repent, turn to God, get baptized. Any questions? Hey, let's pray. Amen. That would be crazy. That would, nobody would come, right? That would be insane. But that's what John the Baptist did. And the difference is, is people kept coming. John would preach the same message every week, repent, turn to God, and get baptized. Now, I keep saying this word, baptized, and there's probably some of you in the room who have never heard this word, or maybe you have, and you're not really sure what it means. A really quick definition of baptism is to be submerged, or go underwater, or be dunked, to show that you are a follower of Jesus. But this word baptized in the Bible, in this story, is the, in the original language is the word baptizo. Everybody say baptizo. That's very good Greek. Way to go. This is a cultural term at the time, meaning it didn't hold any spiritual weight yet. So, so it'd be like in today, we, we would say rollerblading. Is there any spiritual significance to rollerblading? No, it's just a verb and super fun. And so baptizo was just like that. It is a word that simply means to clean something by washing it. You clean something, like to wash dishes or to do laundry. It just meant to wash something clean. And so John would preach these messages waist deep in the Jordan River, in the community body of water, where people would have been washing clothes, taking baths. And so John is basically yelling at all these people, wash yourselves, make yourselves clean. And they literally already were in some sense. Like picture yourself doing laundry and some guy in a camel hair tunic with a leather belt and honey and grasshoppers hanging out of his beard. And he's like, wash, wash, wash. You're like, John, I literally am. I literally am washing. Like, why don't you go wash your musty hair, dude? But that's kind of what was happening, right? People would be doing their laundry. They would be bathing. They would be cleaning things in the water. And John the Baptist would be standing there preaching and saying, baptizo, clean, wash yourselves. But what John meant was wash yourself, clean yourself of sin. Repent and turn away from sin and turn to God. And then make it official by being baptized in water. And this is where we see the method of baptism. And really, the method of our faith, our relationship in Jesus. Right? This is where we get the, how do we become a Christian? We repent. We repent and accept Jesus as our Savior. And then we turn from our sin towards God. We live a godly life. And then we show it to the rest of the world through baptism. And so we start with repent. And that just means to turn away from something. Repent is literally just to turn away. So if you're staring at the sun and you're like, my eyes hurt, repent and turn away. Like, don't stare at the sun anymore, you know? And in this case, it's sin. We feel the conviction of God in our life. We feel the Holy Spirit tell us, hey, we're doing something wrong. The way we're living is sinful and we need to be better. And so then we understand our need for a savior and forgiveness and we turn away from that sin. And then we turn towards God because you, you can just turn away from sin, but if you don't turn towards God, you're going to turn towards more sin. So like you can turn away from sin 
into a relationship. You can turn away from sin into bad habits. You can turn away from sin into sports or video games or hobbies, music, whatever it is. And those things can lead to more sin and more emptiness if they are not focused through God. And so we turn from sin to God so that we can live the life that he has for us and be productive spiritually. And then we show that inward change to the outward world through baptism. And that's all baptism is. That's all we're trying to get across the point is baptism is an outward symbol to show what has changed on you in the inside. And this is what Jesus wants us to do. And this was all happening before Jesus came, but the method remains because it was his idea in the first place. So that's what baptism is. What baptism isn't, and I want to be clear here, is baptism is not forgiveness or salvation. That is, that, that it's, it's a byproduct of that. It's a, it's a showing that's happened in your life. Let's look at Acts 19, three through five. It says, then what baptism did you experience? He asked, and this is Paul talking. And they replied, the baptism of John. Paul said, John's baptism called for repentance from sin. But John himself told the people to believe in the one who would come later, meaning Jesus. And as soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, meaning They had to accept Jesus for their forgiveness to be legitimate, right? John was saying, repent of your sins. And and back before Jesus came to be our savior, you know, you had to do like a sacrifice. You had to do an atonement sacrifice. You had to like buy a lamb and do all this crazy stuff at the altar and hope that you would be clean. Like God would, would forgive you. But once Jesus came and died on the cross for us, forgiveness came through him. And so what that's saying there is the baptism of John was showing us how to do it, but the baptism of Jesus is what to do. Our forgiveness becomes legitimate through Jesus. And the only way we are saved or forgiven is through the acknowledgement of Jesus Christ as the Messiah, our Lord and Savior, and asking him for forgiveness. So this baptizo, the cleaning, the washing we see in the method of baptism is not the forgiveness itself. Repentance and forgiveness are inward actions between us and Jesus. To be baptized is the outward expression of an inward change. It's an outward symbol of your relationship with Christ. Galatians 3.27 says, And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. Now, if you'll recall back around Christmas time when Pastor Will joined us, I'm talking about him a lot, um, he had a visual aid, right, in his, in his sermon. He, he showed some t-shirts that he had that I'm a big fan of, personally, because they have my face on them. And so he made these prank t-shirts that have me, like, in high school talking about the band train, which I abhor the band train. I hate it. Drops of Jupiter, more like drops of throw it in the garbage. Um, And then there's one of me drinking Folgers, which you can also throw in the garbage, you know? But I wanted to bring a visual aid as well to kind of help demonstrate. And so I have a t-shirt as well, and that has Pastor Will's face on it, right? Can Can everybody see that? And this is, I have a couple of these shirts with Pastor Will's face on them, but this one's my favorite. And in this one, he's holding a butterfly. Quick story. Um, We were back in 2020 when we weren't having services and all we could do was work on the church. We were doing yard work out at the church and we were going inside to eat lunch. Pastor Will knelt down to tie his shoes. A butterfly landed on his hand. And Joe happened to be with the camera, snapped a picture, and now we have it as a Um, t-shirt. He didn't like summon the butterfly with beard magic or anything like that. He just... Had his hand out, and the butterfly chose him. Um, And so I love this picture. It makes me laugh. I put it on a T-shirt, and I wear it in public. And so when I wear it in public, people go, what does that shirt mean? And I go, my best friend's dumb, so I put his face on a T-shirt, which is an oversimplification, but he would say the same thing about me. And so 
We have a relationship though. Like there's an inside joke here, right? Like he made t-shirts with my face on them. So I made t-shirts with his face on them. He made stickers with my face on them. I made stickers with his eighth grade embarrassing face on them. And I put them all over town. It's a thing. But is this, is this shirt my relationship with Will? Is this shirt my friendship with Will? No, but it's a symbol of it. It's, an, it's evidence of my relationship with him. It's evidence of my friendship with him because we have that built. And that's, that's what baptism is. Baptism is just the re- evidence of your relationship with Jesus. It's showing the people around you that you have a relationship with Jesus. Pastor Mike Todd says, baptism is an action that identifies us with what we believe. Baptism is an action of identification. Guys, Jesus himself was baptized, and we are committed to live a life like Jesus, right? That is what it means to be followers of Jesus. That's what it means to be his disciples, as we've decided to follow his lifestyle, and Jesus himself was baptized. Check this out, Luke 3, 21. One day the crowds were being baptized. Jesus himself was baptized, and he was praying, and the heavens opened. So baptism is an action of identification showing that we are followers of Jesus. But also, baptism is an act of obedience. Jesus commanded it in the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 18, and 19. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And what we, can, what we can assume from this is that if Jesus commanded that his church baptize new followers of Jesus, his old followers of Jesus need to be baptized as well. What we can assume is that Jesus wants all of his followers, everybody who would follow him, to become baptized, showing the world that they are in a relationship with him. Now, Jesus could have said, go and make disciples and have them build churches. Or Jesus could have said, go and make disciples and have them wear necklaces with my face on them. Or go and make disciples and have them eat only at Chick-fil-A and ask, why is it closed on Sundays? Because it's so good. That's the only time I ever want Chick-fil-A, right? But he didn't say that. Jesus said, go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it's because baptism matters to Jesus. Baptism matters to Jesus. Baptism is like putting your relationship status in your Instagram bio, like this, right? Like you've seen, you go on Instagram and you go on some girl's profile that you're looking at that maybe you shouldn't be looking at, and you see she's got like her relationship status with the lock and the heart and the date in the bio, and you're like, well, maybe I won't slide in them DMs, right? Maybe I'll back off if you're a good person. Baptism is like that. You see Brody here, like he got saved on February 19th, 2016. That's not as long as I thought it would be. But now we know where he stands with Jesus because he's communicated to the rest of the world. It's like in a marriage. When you get married, you wear a wedding ring. Now, the wedding ring is not the marriage. The the wedding ring is not the, the marriage relationship. It's a symbol of it. And it communicates to the rest of the world, hey, I'm taken. I am committed to somebody in a relationship. And that's the same thing for baptism. It's like the wedding ring or the relationship status in our bio of our relationship with Jesus. Meaning our relationship can't just live in our heads. It can't just stay private. It can't just live inside of our heads. It has to go from being inside our heads to being inside our hearts to then being outside of ourselves. Why do we get baptized? Simply to show that we are in a committed relationship with Jesus. Now, we spent a lot of time learning about this concept of baptism, the idea, the why, the what, but what does it 
actually look like to get baptized? What is the like nuts and bolts of the process? And thankfully, we have this really awesome video that Pastor Joe made. Let's check it out. 4640, what is up? I got my main man, Elijah, here, and we're gonna show you and talk to you a little bit about what baptism is. Maybe you've heard the word, maybe you're picturing like a fancy priest in robes with a baby and they're sprinkling water on them and everything. It's not what it's about here. The word is actually in the Greek is baptismo, and it literally means to submerge underwater. But what is it and why should you do it? Well, if you've been coming to 4640 for a while and you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you've asked him to forgive your sins, and now you have a place in heaven forever with him, that's step one. And that is necessary. Baptism is not this, you have to do it in order to get into heaven, but what it is, is it's a step that says, hey, what has happened in my heart, now I wanna tell other people about it. I wanna tell my family. I wanna tell my friends. We're having a baptism real soon here and you can get signed up on the Church Center app. Talk to your family about it. Say, hey, this is a decision I've made to follow Jesus with my life and I want you to be a part of it and I want to let you know. Invite your friends, invite your family, have them come. And so what's gonna be awesome here is you're gonna get in this warm pool with us. You're gonna have your friends and family surrounding you right here. We're gonna pray for you and we're gonna baptize you. It's nothing crazy. The water is beautiful. It's like 92 degrees right now. It's fantastic, okay? But here's what baptism isn't. I baptize you, buried in likeness of his death. Oh, oh, yeah, sorry, buddy, sorry, sorry. You okay? <laughs> Baptized. This is such a cool thing. All right, good job. You're baptized. Go. <laughs> Thanks. I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried in the likeness of His death, risen in the likeness of His course resurrection. Okay, so now you know what it doesn't look like, and here's exactly what it's gonna look like. You're gonna walk down those steps right there. You're gonna come stand by one of us pastors. Your whole family and friends can come up close right at the edge of the pool, and we're gonna go right next to them, and we're gonna say a prayer of blessing over you. We're just gonna pray that God blesses you, keeps you safe, protects you, provides for you, all that good stuff. Then at the end, I'm gonna ask you to plug your nose, grab your wrist right there, and I'm gonna say this, upon the declaration of your faith, which is just fancy church words for because you've asked Jesus into your heart, I baptize you, my brother in Christ, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is just what we say the Trinity of God is. And so we're gonna say, buried in the likeness of his death, because he died on the cross for you and he was buried for your sins and then risen in the likeness of his glorious resurrection because he was risen. And this is just a representation of your sins being washed away and your declaration of your faith of wanting to do exactly and live your life exactly the way Jesus lived his life, okay? So here's how it's gonna look. Father, I bless Eli so much, protect him, keep him safe. 
Okay, upon the declaration of your faith, I baptize you, my brother in Christ, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried in the likeness of his death, and risen in the likeness of his glorious resurrection. That's it, that's all it is. So, if you wanna get baptized, sign up. It's gonna be an amazing experience. Invite your friends, invite your family. Guys, baptism isn't just another weird churchy obligation. It's not just another thing that we are like, you should do it because that's what all church people do. No, baptism is showing the world that you're committed to Jesus, but it's also showing Jesus that you're committed to Jesus. We don't claim to be in a relationship with somebody, and then once we're in public, we pretend like we don't know them. That's messed up, right? If I did that to my wife, it would be a big problem, but I wonder how many of us How many of us do that to Jesus? How many of us claim to be in in a committed relationship to Jesus, yet as soon as we get out in the world, as soon as we get out in public, we live a completely different life. We live a life that doesn't look like a follower of Jesus. And and, and hear me in in my voice, like hear me in my heart. I don't want there to be any condemnation. I don't want there to be any judgment. Like I don't want you to feel like if you're not baptized, if you're not in a committed relationship with Jesus, you're doing something wrong. That's not the case. Remember, Baptism is just a symbol of what Jesus has done on the inside, right? It's a symbol showing the people around you. Now, maybe you're sitting here thinking you're not quite ready for that step. Maybe you're sitting here thinking you're like, I'm brand new here. I don't even know anything about Jesus. Maybe you're, you just got saved not too long ago. Wherever you're at in your, in your faith journey, I just want to let you know, like, it, it's okay. If you're not ready for that next step, if you're not ready to get baptized, that's fine. Jesus still loves you. You can still love Jesus, and, and we still love you. It's, it's not your salvation. Baptism is not your salvation. It's not your forgiveness. It's not what washes you clean. The precious blood of Jesus is. And so since, since you've taken the step to, to accept Jesus as your savior, that's, that's the most important thing. What all I'm trying to get across tonight is that if you have been saved for a while, if you are a, a committed follower of Jesus, if you've been around here for a while and, and you're wondering what your next step is, what does it look like for me, right? I'm connected to Jesus, now I wanna grow. What is my next step? Well, I would, I would wager you should consider baptism. And so what I want everybody to do right now is I want everybody to just kind of bow their heads and close their eyes. And, and I want you to take a good long look at your faith, where you're at with Jesus. And I want you to kind of take inventory of, of what it may look like. What is What's going on there? You know, maybe, maybe you're brand new to 4640. You're not saved. You've never asked Jesus to be your savior. If that's the case, like we love you or we're glad that you're here. And if you're interested and intrigued about it, come talk to me after service. I'd love to kind of explore that with you. Now, maybe you're, you are saved and you're brand new to your faith and you're, you're looking for your next step. And, but maybe you're not really ready to be baptized yet. Maybe you still have a lot of questions. Maybe you're, you're not quite ready to, to be in a publicly committed relationship with Jesus and you're just kind of trying to figure out what's going on. What does all this mean? What does God have to do with me? That's, that's great. Jesus still loves you too. And maybe, maybe you've been a Christian your whole life. Maybe you grew up in the church. Maybe your parents made sure that you knew who Jesus was and that you were saved at an early age, that you have a personal Bible, that you, that you know who Jesus is, you know all the church stuff, you know all the answers and all that stuff, but you feel like you're stuck, you're stalled out, or you're stagnant, or you don't know what to do next. And once you kind of understand where you're at in your faith and you have a good idea of it, I want you to listen for what God is telling you in this moment. 
Is he telling you, just, just read my word, get to know me through my word? Is he telling you, thanks for, thanks for trying to come and learn about me? Thanks for coming and trying to experience me and, and get to know me. I'm sorry you've been hurt. And maybe he's telling you, hey, I'm, I'm committed to you. Will you commit to me? Will you commit to me out in public so that when you're around other believers and you're, you're acting and, and living in a way that's not Christ-like, they can say, hey, aren't you a Christian? Weren't you baptized? They can hold you accountable to that because, because the truth is Jesus thought you were worth dying for. He thought that you were worth dying an excruciating death on the cross and, and coming back to life for so that you may be close to him, so that all of us may be close to him and experience the freedom from sin. And all he's asking in return is that we, we show it. And so what I want to do is, is I, want to, I want to just pray for everybody. But, but before we do that, we're, we're talking about baptism a lot. We're talking about what it looks like. We're talking about why we do it. And, and we wanted to make space for 4640 to get baptized. Yes, we, we do baptism Sunday, uh, services on Sundays here at the church. But we wanted to do like a special 4640 family baptism. And so February 7th, about a month from now, we're going to be doing a baptism service just for you. You can invite your friends, you can invite your family, you, they can all come here and experience what it is we get to experience every week. And, and maybe you can invite people who don't know Jesus, that you've been praying for them to get to know Jesus. This is a great way to get them in the door. But, but if you feel like you're at that point in your faith where I know Jesus, I know I have a relationship with him, I know he's committed to me and I know I'm committed to him and I'm ready to take that next step. I'm ready to put on that, that symbol, that wedding ring of my faith and become baptized. We wanna make space for that. And in just a moment, I'm gonna invite you to come down once we're done and once we've prayed to, to sign up for baptism. And you can come talk to one of us pastors. We can help you through the process and understand it. But I wanna pray for you really quick. Lord God, I, I just pray that you would touch everybody in this room right now, that you would touch their hearts. God, where people have been living in sin, where people have been living in, in a lifestyle that they know is wrong, that is biblically wrong, and, and, and yet they've still been justifying it. They've been trying to do it because they're just afraid of what the world is going to say. Maybe they're afraid of what their, their close friends are going to say, or maybe they're afraid of relationships ending. I pray that, those, that everybody in the room would just understand, like, you, you are bigger than that. And becoming committed to you physically visually to the rest of the world is worth doing. So Lord, I pray that you would spur change in everybody, that you would inspire those that are ready to get baptized to come down after, after the service and sign up and follow through and become baptized because you are worth committing to. Lord, we love you. We ask that you would forgive us of our sins, that you would speak to us, provide for us, protect us every day of our lives. We love you so much. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center podcast. For more information on what's happening at 4640, you can check us out on social media or our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights, and we hope to see you there.